hello there guys, gals, and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved and welcome in this space. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Bibliotheque of Boba Fett, the only book of Boba Fett-focused discussion show hosted by the Imperial Set Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always is Master Assassin Class Dribbling. Who is back from her COVID uh, uh, cornucopia? What, what do you call that? Your little room? That you I called it a den of plague, is what I called it. Did you have a red X on your door? No, I did not, but I should have gotten myself one of those. I do, like, no, all joking, like, aside, I definitely want a plague doctor mask at some point in my life, like an actual cool one. You do know that if you have to, if you buy one, you do have to do what they do and like put flowers and like nice smells in the mask of it. I have to. That's the rule. I have to keep flowers in it at all times, even if I'm not wearing it. Well, how are you going to fend off against my asthma? That's true. That's true. Don't, don't just joke around and buy a plague mask. You got to take it seriously, you know. Oh, of course. Sorry, Stick, my bad. Poke the bodies. Make a plague oh, pit. Make a plague pit. Cool fact, if you're in London, you can actually, there's a cool map um, so I'm made of like plague pits. So if you want to know if you're standing over a group of hundreds of dead plague victims, you can do that by visiting this London death map. I think it's cool. It tells you where the pits are. I grew up near one, apparently. London is wild, man. Was it yeah. haunted? Were, were, was your ass haunted all the time? Yeah, you have no idea. I've got the <laughs> terrifying stuff. I think I thought, did we talk about this on... Actually, I think After we did. Dark. We've talked ghost stories. Yeah, yeah, we did. Listen to After Dark. We got some spooky stories. Ooh. We have a read. Did I tell you I saw a ghost last night? No, you didn't. So for people watching this, uh, we're recording on the 13th, but yesterday was the 12th, and it was my birthday. birthday. Um, so yeah, I'm 26 now, which means I have to grow up. Who says that? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, back to being being an adult. While I was building this bad boy, <laughs> <laughs> this beautiful, this beautiful slave one, um, I was building this at about what two in the morning. I was like half asleep now, and I was going yawning. And in the corner of my eye, I saw someone come in, and my mum fell asleep on the couch. So I was like, oh, my mum just coming into the kitchen to um, you know, maybe just get a glass of water or something. And I said, oh, are you okay? And I turned, no one there. And it was like, a, in my like peripheral vision, it was like a person walking past, all black, just walking past. But I, so many weird stuff has happened to my family in terms of like weird coincidences like that, where anyone else would be spooked out by that. I was like, oh, they're probably saying happy birthday. <laughs> the ghosts are wishing me a happy birthday. That would be yeah. normal, normal thing no, to not be bothered by. Could be, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Oh, that's my immediate thought, as opposed to like some random fucker who's like, "Happy birthday, cheers, <laughs> John." Um, cheers, John. But yeah, um, a really good birthday gift I got was episode three of the book of Boba Fett. Yes. How was it? Yeah. How were you, what were your immediate thoughts before we dive in? I'm gonna be honest with you. My immediate thoughts on the episode. Where was that like most of it? I blanked out. Everything, mm -hmm. ba basically everything before and after we had Rancor Doggo moments. 
Um, I like I had to watch it another time to be like, okay, let's like make sure I've processed the rest of this episode. Um, yeah, I I haven't enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as last week's. Um, I have you know a couple like a couple issues, but for the most part, I I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. We are slow build to uh, what's about to bubbles about to get burst here in a week or so i think with all these pikes arriving on tatooine <laughs> so exciting stuff's on the horizon so yeah i enjoyed it i definitely enjoyed it so but yeah. yeah me too uh the second rodriguez episode but probably the most rodriguez episode out of all of it like it, it just felt very much imbued with his energy very much spike kids a lot of it um the, like, the, yeah the craziness of it all which i really liked as well um, and I think it works really well in Star Wars. I saw some people saying that he's a bad director and stuff. And I was like, I don't think that's the case. I thought this was a really fun episode. Mm-hmm. I think it was a bit short. We'll get into the, like, yeah. the nitty gritty of it all, like what we didn't like. And of course, it's the big uh, talking point for this week in terms of like Star Wars Twitter and um, very relevant and uh, great pieces from people that are better than us about speaking about these sort of things, especially with native voices. Um, so we'll try our best for me if i don't seem as like angered by the f- the big thing i am like not a big fan of it but if you've heard the show you know that i've been expecting this for like the last three weeks yeah so i wasn't as like shocked that this was gonna happen um you know it's one, yeah. of, those, one of those moments where like this sucks but also i was right so like if you guys haven't watched the reaction video up um or if you haven't watched it yet um my reaction to it is basically just no i didn't want that like it's very deadpan when i was watching it for the first time because my thought was this is not what i wanted this is not this is not it like and, and <laughs> sorry it's gonna not be as exciting of a reaction in that moment of like oh no that it was literally like disappointment that this that it went this way and disappointment with them though. being gone. I'm being. Why am I being weird? You, you did this. You went. And then you ran off, and then you went up to an old man and went, "I oh, will go with you to Alderaan." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a really bad Skywalker. Wow. Teach me the ways of the forest, please. That was pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> Give me fifty quid. Um, I thought it was really. <laughs> Really, yeah, a big moment in that episode. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about in that sequence, but we'll get there. Let's start off at the beginning. Per usual, we grouped all our talking points into specific topics. We've done our best to keep them in chronological order, but we've, you know, we, we might bounce around whenever we want because fuck it. It's us. <laughs> yeah, life, life is short. Uh, but yeah, talking point one is. How much can a bottle of water cost, Michael? <laughs> Just gotta leave it out there. Thank you. Um, yeah, really fun opening. You got a little sort of meeting of the group, the A, the a team, as it were. You know, you got two Camorians, who I like to call Bill and Ted. Um, we've got Boba, <laughs> Fennec, and our boy, 88. 88. Which I don't know if, you, if you're a fan of. Um, Matt Berry, like I am, just the best, the best voice they could have picked for that. Uh, have you ever watched what we do in the shadows? 
Um, so I've seen only a couple episodes, but I do oh, know who he is, and he's very funny. Yeah, so, loved him for years. Obviously, over, he's bigger over here because like IT Crowd, uh, one of my favorite all-time shows. Which is it's a travesty that it never got a second series, but I think it finally came out in America last year, or at least got attention. Which is Gulf Marine's Dark Place, one of the funniest fucking shows of all time. Um, one of my one of my tweets from like a few years ago was that episode nine feels like a whole Gulf Marine episode, and that's me being a as a compliment kind of, um, just really funny. But yeah, really great to see him. Also, he's got this very funny character called um, Stephen Toast. And there's a show called Toast of London where he plays this actor. And they brought back the series for a new season. And it came out just this year. Like, I think January or maybe like the end of December. And because it's like really popular in America. Like, it's got a lot of American talent this one. Like, it's about going to LA. So he goes to LA. The whole premise is that he's got a role in the Star Wars film. It's like in the trailer. It's like, oh my I've God. got a role in the Star Wars film. And then when we've heard the voice, it was like, oh my God, that's perfect. So he he got a role in a Star Wars show. <laughs> he kind of did, yeah. It's just, yeah, brilliant. Oh I think Bill gosh. Hader was in that episode. Um, Does that break the NDA? Does that break? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, nah, it doesn't count. Just, you know, sometimes it works out. Also, yeah, if you like Garth Marine, there's two members of the cast that have been cast destroyed in The Mandalorian section of the Star Wars universe. You've got which Richard is so awesome. And Matt Berry, which means we've got two more to go. Um, but yeah, pretty cool sequence with like the mapping, talking about um, the different parts of Tatooine and the way that Good the structure old exposition. Oh, I love exposition. Some I do people too. complain about Eternals and I watched it for the first time today and I was like this shit's great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. If it's done well and it's like visually yeah. entertaining and emotionally you know, cool. Yeah, I don't get the the exp, uh, exposition hating in well more so in Eternals because I'm like that is fascinating. You don't Ooh. you're not enjoying this story that they're telling you as they're giving it you exposition. That is fascinating. They're in fuck they're in biblical times doing cool it's stuff robot, with the man. people. That's just there's crazy stuff. Go watch Eternals Very and good. enjoy that. Just. Hey, this is like a, a good idea for watching Eternals, but also for watching um every new Anything. episode of this show um or any other thing before you go on Twitter is um sit back and just take in the story before you react. <laughs> like let the story be the story and then and then we'll assess, okay? I'm sure there's like a little weird light that went past your your screen a second ago. It was a ghost. Yeah. Can someone clipless if there's a ghost there we've proved the ghost live on the show that's incredible oh this is why we're the best Star Wars podcast we've proved ghosts exist <laughs> talk about paranormal paranormal experience they talk about here. the show that we're talking about um but no yeah you're completely right it's literally the Yoda speech taking mm -hmm. there what you take with you exactly you get you, get, you know if you're a pessimist you're gonna take pessimism not that hard. If you go in saying I'm not gonna like it, probably won't. And then we have this uh this uh villager from Mos Espa coming to uh have a go at Boba Fett by saying that a group of children, a group of kids with cybernetic implants have been stealing water from him. He's not he's not none too keen about that. So he asked Boba Fett to help out. And then we have this really interesting um, opening sequence where <laughs> we go from, oh, it's a shame that Boba Fett hasn't got much of a squad 
to him literally becoming Zordon from Power Rangers. <laughs> yes! I love that you call him Zordon. I was just thinking of him as, like, benevolent stepdad. He's, like, he's just stepdad into these kids. He's, like... And also, I did not, like, I would not, like... Okay, if you think of my preseason, like, checklist of what I would expect to see in this show, uh, Boba Fett trying to fix the socioeconomic inequality, not something that I thought I would see in this show, but now we have, like, like, Boba Fett telling this man to keep his prices down, like, bribing him, and he's like, there's no, they're like, well, we yeah, are from the workers' district, but there's no work. He's like, then I will give you jobs. Like, it's yeah, amazing. It's cool. Like, it's just like, look at you, Boba Fett, fixing society as a whole. Like, every little step counts, baby. You're doing great. Oh, there's, so I'm telling good. you, there's a little bit of red in that armor. A little bit. Communism, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett is not a capitalist. <laughs> We've seen him dick for stuff. True. True, you know? we have seen him dick for stuff. He's the ultimate, yeah. Um no, I, I joke. The Zordon thing is funny because someone, I can't remember who did it on Twitter because someone replied to my friend. It might be our good friend 1138. I'm not quite sure. But they, they said something that made me laugh out loud because it's like, well, because I was like, well, why do people, people keep saying this kid's a Power Rangers? And they went, to be fair, he is a bald, injured man in a blue tube ordering <laughs> kids, colorful kids to do stuff for him. It's true. I was like, that's pretty, that's the, you know, you've got a point there. It's true. Um, we introduced the Sophie Thatcher's character, who is a badass, like Joan Jet, basically in Star Wars. Um, it's really cool. There's another one. There's another hair floating past. Oh, that's totally what it is. It's a cat hair. I'm sorry, I haven't it's, vacuumed it's, in a while. It's, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna judge you. I'm just, I was like, am I going crazy? It's not a ghost. It's a hair. I'm sorry to debunk your paranormal theory. Well, we don't know that. It might be. It might be the, the ghost of a cat hair. A ghost of a cat hair. Sure, sure. Whatever makes. I'm looking at the culprit right over here. <laughs> you know what they say. Uh, but yeah, really cool. Really opening, cool opening sequence. Um, and I don't know about you, but I was I really appreciated what they did this week that was different. Did you notice that? What they did this week that was different in the opening sequence. Yeah, they changed the title card. I know where you're going. What do they owe you? 1,300 credits. For water. 1,300 credits? Give them 500. What? They owe 1,300. I heard you the first time. Take the 500 and consider it resolved. If you want to continue to do business in my territory. You don't like it, you move to Moss Eisley. Oh. And cut your prices. The rest of you gather up your gack, follow me. You want to work or not?
it was a crossover I was not expecting to see, Claire. Honestly, me either. Me either. I, I'm sorry. That's the first thing I thought when I saw Stephen Rudo appearing in the show. I was like, <laughs> it's so funny because I love Barry and I love that I love that show so much. But the thing, this poor man, this poor talented man, who I think is great and I enjoy him and everything he's in. The one thing that always pops into my head is dodgeball. That's literally oh, like yeah, you're right. I I should think Barry because that's a much more nuanced performance in that. Um, no, I think dodgeball. That poor man is stuck with dodgeball. Hell for well, love. The reason, the reason why, the reason why <laughs> I thought of Barry first was because I was like, if you fuck with him, like he knows about it himself. He will yeah. come back. Come back to Barry just appears in this. I would it's like cry. reading lines and tattooing <laughs> like in the cantina. Hey, Boba Fett. The king is dead. The king is dead. That sequence is so good. If you ever watched Barry, watch Barry on HBO. It's so good. So fucking good. It'll mess your life up, but it's so good. Can you imagine if we got Noho Hank, but it's like a bounty hunter? Shut like he was like a weekie or something. Don't. Hey, Boba. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this uh, the throne you've got. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I yeah, need it happen. now. I yeah, hate that. It. I need it now. We need that. I love Noho Hank. So he's good. The, he's, he's the, the best, best thing ever. One of the craziest characters. You boo! <laughs> it's me, Noho Hank. It's me. I know that. <laughs> we know. We've met before. I know it's you. <laughs> You're wearing a wig. <laughs> my hair. Um. <laughs> yeah, really interesting, like you said, to see uh, Boba Fett not just changing. Um, you know, not just being there to, to control power, like we said before, he's there to actually help and bring change um, and bring some, you know. We see this, like, last week with the Tuscans. He wants to have equality in terms of, like, the water, um, sharing it out. I'm sure like, he knows a lot about not having water in that desert. And it fucking sucks. True that. You know, so he's there to bring back equality stop people from abusing power and of course people won't like that which we do see in this episode as well speaking of which we go to a little bit of a um, flashback we see him in the tube and we have Moss Eisley and the ritual burial so first of all we have a little opening shot with them um, the Tuscans seeing Boba go off on his little journey on the Bantha in these classic uh, season two uh, Mandalorian get up. So good. And he's going, oh no, what I was going to say is the thing that I loved so much about that sequence was the music in combination with how not in a hurry that Bantha is. It's just (laughs) so good. It's such a long trek and they're just like, I'm chilling. I'm riding. I'm just enjoying the scenery, enjoying my my dune sea scenery here. It was just like I'm just like I love that you are going on the slowest, longest trek ever. A lot, a lot of slow stuff happening in this episode. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, that that Bantha cannot be bothered, and that is what I love. That's what I love about Bantha. <laughs> I was about to do like a like a little. I was gonna say, well, you know all about riding a bant like a Bantha, but I feel like that's an insult. <laughs> I'm just saying, Omni Speeder's gonna run like a panther. I cannot believe. Have you seen how many people have seen that TikTok now, Charlie? Yeah, I've had to interact with some of the people. Fantastic. 
oh, that's you don't do that. Oh, See, I'm do. glad that I feel like for the most part, the one thing I have liked about TikTok, go follow us on TikTok. Oh yeah, um, we got TikTok. Have you ever we noticed? got a tick and talk now. We went and, viral. Um, yeah, we went viral on TikTok and it was ridiculous. It was so stupid. And I'm really that's the nice thing about TikTok is that people go on TikTok for the most part expecting stupid energy. So when they get it, they're like, oh yeah, that's what I came here for. For the most part, I found that's pretty much true. My favorite thing was seeing people do their own ones. <gasps> I love it. Oh, my God. There was one guy who had, like, a Superman bathrobe on, which I'm like, first of all, I want that bathrobe. Second <laughs> of all, he was like, "I you, if you had told me that I would be doing a TikTok dance video, I would have thought you were lying with laughing emojis. And he was doing the bath. I'm like, yes. It's pretty cool. Like, I can't dance. Clearly, I cannot dance. Please just, like embrace it like it's fun like i'm so happy that people are having fun with it that's all i wanted was for people to have like half a chuckle and move on or to have fun with it so makes me happy well that's good then yeah and if you want to follow us on tiktok it is uh just search the imperial set podcast and you will find us and you have got some yes. funny videos i made a, a few stupid uh edits myself there's a little luke skywalker edit i've got some two. coming up as well i got some new stuff coming soon Claire's got some cool stuff, and we'll be if you, you know probably if you're coming from the tiktoks we'll, we'll be clipping bits of these so if you have come from tiktok hello thank you for Hi. watching us we hope we don't let you down um but yeah all our links should be on our website as well so don't worry about that yeah. but yeah pretty really fun little flashback we see him going to moss isling which is the first time we've seen that for a little bit since season two of the mandalorian Mm-hmm. We see them putting the Stormtrooper helmets on spikes for the first time, which I thought was really cool. Like, we mm-hmm. get to actually see them do that. And? Um, yes, our good friend Pelimoto. Is it Pelimoto? Pelimoto. And her Pitroid crew. Oh my god. I love... One of the things that I love about Pelimoto <laughs> is that she's Amy Sedaris. And the other thing I love about Pelimoto is how bothered by her other people are. Yeah. It just makes me laugh that people get so worked up over her. And it just makes me love her more. Like, your anger gives feeds me. It gives me power. So, seeing her in the background, I was like, yay! Her love being her. in the background, to me, feels like she might make another appearance in the series. Maybe I next would week. freak out. I love but, her. I love her so much. But also, I saw people, like, over the year, like, saying, yeah, she's back. In Book of Boba Fett. And I really want this to be the only appearance she has. Just to mess with people. Yeah. Because I'm petty. And I am chaotic energy. And <laughs> energy I'm going to be giving this year. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just think it'd be funny. If like, like if Captain Rex appears for like five seconds. Like, Big chaotic hello. evil energy coming right. from the Imperial Senate podcast. <laughs> the usual. Uh, yeah. We see him deal with the Pike Syndicate. Who are then blaming the riders for getting involved and paying off the bubbles like, like fuck's sake I came all this way for no fucking reason that'd be that's my reading of the scene I um, think so he seemed pretty he's pretty good at, at keeping his temper down but I'm sure that that bothered him he's very much but he's also very much the kind of guy who's like okay I'm gonna go fix problems where they're at just gonna, gonna put not- an email it's gonna per my last email <laughs> um no the other thing that i loved about it was that uh the one other thing i noticed which is something that when it happens in shows 
I just think it's the best. And it usually happens in some sort of like gangster related scene or some sort of power struggle related scene where like the big boss of somebody says, come on in, have a seat. And the person proceeds to not sit. I don't know why, but every time it just tickles, it just tickles me in a a little silly place. I'm just like, that's right, Boba, you stand. Yeah, it's like a power move. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to be here long. I'm not going to mess with you. I'm done. Like, and that I'll tell you what that pike can do. Have to sip a cup. I'll tell you that. True. It's like true. true. <laughs> <laughs> Please Horrible. do not inhale. You know you're gonna like aspirate Coca Cola, and it's not. <laughs> I inhaled it's not Coke last night. <laughs> Charlie's Ow. yeah. Charlie's snorting Coke a cola <laughs> on the podcast. And then we have the very um, the scene that I predicted. I said, right. If there's a banner that can appear, this is a Charlie was right. Uh, please do play that with a little bit of uh, music. Um, no, but surprising nobody, the, the Tuscans were wiped out by the gang. Um, which is a source of contention, I feel like, for a lot of people. Uh, naturally, this is a trope in media of the classic... Um, natives becoming friends or becoming friends with the natives and then being wiped out with only yeah. the uh you know outsider there to get revenge it's there as a a plot piece to basically enforce revenge or some sort of you know storyline for the people and you don't necessarily have to do that um maybe you could subvert those expectations or subvert those tropes it didn't happen in this case, and I can under- understand and appreciate why people were upset and mad about that. Um, and for me personally, because I because it's the trope, and it's because we've been we've done this before. We've been here. We've bought a T-shirt. There's no surprise to it. Yeah. It also, as much as I loved the Tuscans, as much as I love, love, loved the last episode with him getting more ingrained in, into the tribe and, and becoming and like basking in the weird and beautiful Tuscan culture and, and nose lizards and, and gaffy sticks and dancing, which was so wonderful. And it was just so cool. Um, celebration of native culture. Like the, because it's something that we've seen so many times, it doesn't, like for your storytelling as well, I don't think it carries as much weight, which is such a waste. Like at the end of the day, I think that it it, it was such a, a waste of what could have been very interesting storytelling by doing it a different way. But also because we've seen it before, it it's like it loses power in a sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think for me, I'm still emotionally drawn to the story because of the way oh, that... Oh, I was too. Like, with Boba, like, you know, it's, it's a fam- found family, so naturally, yeah. like, even if it wasn't um, the Tuscans, if it was someone else, I would imagine that we would get killed. I, but I appreciate, obviously, I'm a white dude, just to put that out there, in case you didn't know. Um, I'm a white cis British dude. I don't think I have any fucking right to talk about how people of colour or... Um, Indigenous people should feel, quite frankly, considering that we fucked up most of the world. Um, You know, but you know, just from my point of view, like I, I I appreciate this. I I read this. I saw the story. I knew it was coming. I'm sure that what will happen was that 
we'll see some sort of redemption arc in terms of him fixing Tatooine or helping Tatooine. And from now on, hopefully, stories with uh, Tuscans will be a bit more um, forward thinking. Yeah. But it didn't, it didn't need can... to have this to, to do that. And it doesn't erase no. the deaths. I don't want to say that it does. Like, I, I can appreciate people. And I know that people want more people of color in the writing rooms, which I completely agree with because there's no such thing as forced diversity in that regard. I feel like it just naturally more more people of color, more people like of different backgrounds in writing rooms can only be a net positive, just by the nature of how stories are told in different um, cultures and the way that we you know different perspectives. Um, it's like having a prism. You know, yeah. like if you have just one glass and you're just putting light through it, you're just going to have the same light come through. But if you have a yeah. prism with different perspectives and different shades, put a light through that and you get like five different bits of stories to tell. That's a shy, People... I lost that metaphor at the end. That's but... okay. No, it's totally true though, <laughs> because like. For example, the ray of light is this group of people looking at one specific situation. You know, if you come from different cultures and different perspectives, you are going to see that one event in thousands of different ways. If you have different cultures and different perspectives, like in different looks on life, that's cool. And that's fascinating because getting to peek behind someone else's way of thinking is is fascinating for storytelling it can only help your storytelling and also makes it so everybody has a voice and so everybody can be represented come on now like obviously white women here like not not here to be a spot shocker <laughs> um <laughs> okay guys we have to quit oh, i'm ending the show i know it's not good but um but having that wonder woman original wonder woman movie well not original wonder woman but having the patty jenkins first wonder woman movie hit theaters was super emotional for me seeing something like you seeing yourself depicted in your heroes and depicted in the mainstream is like it's powerful it's so powerful and guess what <sighs> there's so many people that have not been seen in a way other than a plot device and that's just yeah. sad. So let's, I remember when I watched my first Charlie Chaplin movie, and I just thought, I relate to that idiot. It doesn't mean um, I didn't like the episode. Like that's the, that's the other thing too. Yeah, that's the weird. You can like, you can critique parts of the episode and yeah. still enjoy the item as a whole. I think that it's unfair that we have to be like shaming each other for liking the whole thing. Even even if I agree with you that I don't like the one thing, like can we be okay that I like th this whole part overall? We give a thumbs up, even though I didn't like that. We can, we don't have to be all or, or nothing. The world is shades of gray. Yeah, like people let's... complaining about a lack of diversity and like the way that this is done, um, doesn't mean they hate people. No, <laughs> absolutely mean they're not. Angry at people and vice versa. Um, like people that enjoy the episode aren't pro murdering Tuscans. No, yeah. no one's no one's said that. I'm just saying, like that's the ludicrous of the flip around. Like if you're saying yeah. that opposite, it, it just makes no sense. I yeah. feel like yeah, you got sometimes you gotta have criticisms for the sort of thing. Yeah, um, absolutely, we need to take our media critically be, and and be 
mindful of where certain plot devices come from historically. We need to we need to be able to sit and check why things have been done this way yeah. and realize the root cause of all of that might not be a good one. And doesn't again, mean I, like, you I know, doesn't... Uh, sorry, I completely recommend following people of uh, different cultures and different backgrounds on Twitter and other websites because you will find different voices speaking out and it will infect the way that you think. There's a few voices yeah. that... You know, I was like, oh, I didn't actually think about that. And now I'm going to think about it on the way forward. And like, it expands the way week. you view the world. It um, really does. Pronouncing a... Oh, I tried this really hard this week. Uh, Maori. I think I did it. Maori. Maori. Yeah, I, I tried. Um, Rob the R. We have got a clip of uh, Demora Morrison saying it. And we share that. So, But we tried our best you know, to learn and push forward and... I think what's really interesting is just the idea that if you don't follow those voices and you get outraged by it, just listen. You might for not a bit, understand you know? why. You might not understand. But at the same time, you know, it's okay to enjoy things as well. Like, mm -hmm. have just don't people having an issue with it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it either. Yeah, they're not, they're not saying that. They're just giving valid criticisms and. I'm sure that will be reflected in Star Wars in yeah. the future. To uh, make my... have nuanced opinions on media doesn't have to be a. You don't have to be all or nothing. We can appreciate what's good and critique what we don't appreciate as much. And that's. I'm on it. Twitter. I have one personality, and that is to do things. And if it is not the same, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I Twitter like a cesspool. Let's burn it. Yeah, it's. Twitter, y'all gotta quit raising my blood pressure beyond what is healthy. Because there's been points where I've just been sitting here like, ooh, I feel the rushing through my veins. I am ready to, you know, the adrenaline is pumping. I'm ready to 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 fight a cursantin. Not really. I'll, I'll not be. Certainly not lubed up and in my underwear like Boba. Sorry, what? Like, you know. <laughs> what? What did you say? <laughs> like, my adrenaline was pumping. I was ready to fight a cursantin, a black cursantin. Oh, all I had was black and then lubed up. And I was like, yeah, well, where's he's going? Oh, the back. This, okay. He was literally in his underwear <laughs> and completely lubed up fighting a bear. <laughs> I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I just didn't. In his underwear, lubed up fighting a bear with a team of colorful teens. See the way I view Bagger, it's just like a bath. So when he said lubed up, I was like, he was. Ooh. Oh, come on, he was slippery. Oh, I always viewed it as being a little viscous, like a little oily almost, but like somewhere in between oil and water. That's how I picture my back, my back to, I don't know, maybe this is me. What like, what like, hand gel? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, like, like hand sanitizer consistency, except it doesn't, you know, yeah. Quarantine in Fennec, be right back. Yeah, ridiculous. Oh my God. But all I heard was... Underpants leave, and I was like, This is a really weird show we're doing right now. I'm like, okay, I'll go for it. He's in his go. underwear and he's lubed up and he's fighting a bear. Star Wars is gay, actually, <laughs> <laughs> with rainbow kids. I <laughs> sorry, that's a really stupid take, but I love it. 
It makes me so happy. I'm like literally crying thinking about it. If you literally try to describe it to somebody who's not seen anything Star Wars, that's what you're saying. And it's he's so good. Pants, he's lubed up. Oh. And he's flying a bear. He's gay, actually. Claustrophobic oh. <laughs> between two. Star Wars is gay, actually, okay? You know what? Also, yeah. make actual representation happen so I don't have to make metaphors of Boba Fett <sighs> and, and his bear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Let the that's a poor man of a bath. Yeah. Uh, oh. One of those memes, you know, the handshake meme. Mm-hmm. And it was Darth Vader, Boba Fett, just trying to take a bath. Not <laughs> being interrupted. This, you know, I feel bad for him. Again, we get a lot more um, focus on the flashback sequences. That's my biggest issue. I think the episode, like, uh, not, not, I'm not saying that, that you know the whole Tuscan stuff is a big issue. It's it like it sort of ties into the Tuscan stuff, which is that when I watched this episode the first time, I didn't really get that that was the exact same camp. Yeah, as... it it isn't clear. It isn't it isn't super clear. Yeah, I mean, you do see like the stick. I think the stick yeah. is the one that the warrior had, and the child's one was clearly yeah. the smaller one. But I was, it was like, was like what, are some of them still alive? Like, is that like the way? Because we did very quick. Like it was very quick. It was, and don't get me wrong, I didn't want to see the body of the child, and I didn't no. want to see the body of the warrior woman either. Okay, I did not want that, but it was kind of strange as to what they as to what they chose to highlight. I just think it wasn't very clear. I don't think it was very clear either. Like, is everybody gone? From it was last very week to this. They, yeah, I don't think they they took the time to really let me feel it either in the execution of it. Yeah. Because upon repeat viewings, I felt it, and I and I was heartbroken on the first viewing. I was like trying to process what's going on and also being like disappointed that they went this way, uh, and then didn't get the full emotional effect of it. I was like, oh, you know, and then as soon as he was crying, I was like, oh, not allowed to make Tim cry. Stop okay. It. And then there's the flashbacks and stuff with like the, the Jenga set, the exact same sequence from last week and it still made me tear up. I was like, Yeah. He wants his dad back. His daddy. Um, and then we have yeah the, the fucking black chrysanthemum ripping him out of a bath. And Which like, terrified me i just about jumped out of my skin i was very shocked i was very 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 surprised there was two reactions to this sequence on twitter can you name like family family feud can you name the top two reactions to the black satin attacking boba fett oh i'm really thankful that i didn't participate in that corner of twitter this this past day um let me guess what you just said Lubed up Boba Fett. No, what? No reactions, as in like, like emotional <laughs> oh, reactions. So oh, you said you disappointed, were... scared, were scared, people... scared. Number two, scared, Number aroused. One. Thank you, horny. Oh, um, they're two sides of the same coin, my dear. <laughs> two sides, same coin. Okay, that's one reaction. Uh, the fan of the opera. <laughs> we be both. Um, yeah. What? Por que no los dos? Oh. Well, I wasn't holding until the Gamorans came in. And then I thought, they look sick. He tackled, one. they do. Like, we stand a big king. We do. Body positivity here, okay? Like, dad bods are always in fashion, but they're not just dad bods, they're beefy dad bods. 
Those Gamorreans you know are, are beefy, beefy little pork those, chops. Those, those Gamorreans are, like, reliable, too. Like, they were staring. Oh, around. yeah. Those Gamorreans will go to the shop to pick up some cigarettes, and they will come back. <laughs> and they will come back. They will kneel before you. When he bit the one, when Black Rosanon bit the neck of the one Gamorrean, I was like, no, don't hurt him. <laughs> Please, he Boba deserves Fett, the world. And Boba Fett goes, put him on my back to tank. I was like... He's like, you're a good leader. Of course they're going to follow you. You let you share your bath. That's so nice. He's going to fix the bacon. That was chopped out. Sweet boy. He was a pork chop. He was a pork chop. Ouch. But I loved the fight sequence with the kids, too. With our our gang. I I love the different cybernetic enhancements and how they that affects the different action sequences in this episode. It's just it was just cool to figure out who these crazy kooky kids are and and what 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 they're up to. What are their special skills? So yeah, yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy. Also, they immediately went to their dad's their stepdad's rescue. They're not. It's not their real dad yet, but one day he'll be their real dad. Just adopting all the Tatooine. I love it. Boba Fett one. is daddy canon. You can tie that in with the with the previous conversation. Well, he is, about the loop. He, he like he's he's like becoming his father. Like he's adopting. He is. Um, speaking of adopting, though, should we dive into the next bit? Because obviously, Black Sand gets um, kidnapped. Like kidnapped, he gets trapped in the little cell below. With the rancor pit. Meeting with the twins. We have the rancor bonding machete and Power Rangers. So let's start off with we'll go get we'll. We'll get to it. We'll have the twin sequence, which I thought was really cool. The opening gate. Um, which she spoke more. That was cool. Yeah. I thought it was really weird that, um, that in episode one, there's like a shot that they pretty much reused from Return of the Jedi. The gate. I was like, oh, so they probably haven't built that set or like they haven't got that. But they used it in the last two episodes. So yeah. it was just strange. Um, again, not a big issue, but something I noticed. Um, really cool sequence with the twins, Black Crescent in the corner, like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> I love the energy the twins give off, which is uh, not fucking worth it. <laughs> I'm not gonna leave. Pretty much. Anyway, it was very it- weird. Very weird that they gave up so quickly. I'm, I'm curious. I'm just very curious as to what I- role they may continue yeah. to play or not play coming up because it seems like a weird addition that it's being kind of not followed through on but i don't think I've, we've seen the end of the twins or end of the hut involvement i think there's two answers to that one is that i literally don't give a shit and they're like halloween's puffy's fucking successful like who gives a fuck like, they're right got better things to do more likely, number two, is that they probably want both sides to like bow each other out and so they yeah. can take over. They can pick over the the victor who's already been gotten his shit rocked by another mm-hmm. client or another uh, crime syndicate. Exactly makes sense. Um, I, I'm still not completely convinced that the, the Pikes are working by themselves. No, I'm not either. I think we're gonna get like a Hawkeye level reveal next week. Who's our kingpin? Crimson Dawn, is it Kira? Mm, could you fucking imagine? Their fragile alliance with the Pikes continuing post-solo? I could imagine. It could happen. 
through to a friend of the show, uh, Clarice Loughry, who's the uh, film editor for Independent, and Clarice. we were just both like, if, if Kira shows up, oh my god, could you imagine? I would be so happy. Now we just need Auden back as a yeah. Han Solo baby. No, I know. I know people want Harrison Ford to be the age, which, you know, to be fair, would be like a fun little sneak peek at what could happen with Indy. But I want Auden back. Yeah. Give us Auden, give us Billy Lord, Leia. Oh my God. Could you imagine That'd that? would be series? wild. Oh God. People the want field. Ben Solo series? I want a baby Ben Solo series. Baby Ben Solo series. Like, baby, stay out. But with Ben. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Two men, a princess, and a baby. Oh, like two men and a baby, but like Star Wars. Yeah. My only issue with that is that I want there to be two dads that are obviously like Han, maybe Luke. Uncle Luke. But, but I want the third person just to be Ted Danson still. <laughs> Honestly, a fair request. A fair request. Mm-hmm. Considering the number of cameos in, in the book of Boba Fett already, you know, we got... Yeah, I love how it's the, possible. they're picking these guys. It's like, I guess just general comedy, but a lot of it seems to be LA comedy scene, and then also um, like UK comedy scene as well. Yeah. Pretty interesting to see who they get. I swear to God, if we get to see Scott Aukerman in Star Wars... Stop it. You're not allowed know. to joke about that. <laughs> we already know he's in another famous franchise. He's in Austin Powers. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he plays, he plays uh, Austin Powers' dad in the in the flashback sequence. Oh my god, you're right. You don't, you don't see his face. I think he's like trying to be Michael Caine like in the background. Oh my god. That'd be that's cool. right. I forgot about that. Or Paul of Tomkins in Star Wars. Don't you dare get my hopes up. I love Paul F. Tompkins. He's one of my favorite favorites ever. He just he just delights me so much with everything he says and does. Just delight me. Like, free joys of free aliens. And it, it's it's Skullcoman, Paul F. Tompkins, and Lauren Lapkins. And Lauren Lapkins. <laughs> God. Freedom. Um, oh, I would love that. God. Amazing. Love that. But yeah, uh, the huts give a gift. To our good friend Bobba. And it is a pet rancor. Which, when this rancor showed up, I was like, oh, rancor shit. That Moochie, like in my head, I was going, Moochie, who is this? And then I saw Mache just like this fucking Denny Trejo. And I said on Twitter, I said this, I was like, I swear to God, if Danny Trejo doesn't appear in this Robert Rodriguez project, I quit. Like, it would be bullshit. Here he is, badass, the king. There is literally, after seeing this episode, it is confirmed that there is literally not a role in Star Wars that would be better suited for Danny Trejo than a Rancor Keeper. A sensitive Rancor Keeper who cares about his pet. That's he is, he is so he's perfect. It's like, oh my think, god! Again, like like Boba Fett, you think, yeah, warrior, strong. He's gonna be an aggressive yeah. character, and he's here talking about Rancor's feelings. And we had a oh my god! He literally said, 
what are we going to name you? And I'm like, what are we going to name him? Name the dog. Name the pet. Oh, my God. Oh, no. That'd be weird. I'm riding my dad. (laughs) Some women do that in, like, terms of, like, you know, daddy issues. Yeah, that does sound like a daddy issues kind of deal. And he has plenty of those. I don't have daddy issues. Come on, Django. Oh, no. I hate it. Um, but yeah, I love I love the sort of delving into the um, the backstory of the rancors a little bit and the emotional attachment. I love the way they're exploring new stuff with these these like things we've always known. And mm. I kind of feel bad for the rancor keeper even more now because now it feels like Malakili had that little connection with the creature yeah. and probably felt a bit more. It's a beautiful because it's such like a laugh moment in Return of the Jedi, meant to be a laugh moment. And then you think about it further, like. They're sensitive creatures who get very strongly attached to their keepers and they're 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 sweet and they get depressed and lonely. And you're like, he it's just a big, sweet, misunderstood boy who didn't need to die like that. And you're like, oh shit, Malakili. I'm crying with you now. Not bad, boo. <laughs> oh, Luke Skywalker is a is a bad man. He's killing a sweet, innocent Rancor who was just hungry and doing his job. He's doing what he's trained to do. His grandma was bad. His daddy's bad. Everybody's bad. He's bad. They just straight up fucking around with everyone on Tatooine, didn't they? Yeah. Shmee's mucking about. (laughs) Anakin's slaughtering villages. (laughs) Luke's, God, Skywalkers are a menace, man. (laughs) Shit. Fucking terrible, man. Awful. Um... Ben probably fought with their village and Jakku because he thought it was Tatooine. He got confused mm-hmm. for a bit. He's like, ah, oh, yeah. But no, yeah, a really cool, really cool sequence. And I think what's also another thing that I know I keep jumping around, but I just remembered another thing that bothers me about episode six is that the Gamora in Ian always bothers me. The little squeal he gives. He goes, it's such a sad little piggy like, noise. And there's the bone crunch. So I'm like, mm. yeah, I don't like the. It's probably one of their brothers. Yeah, probably. That's big R. sad. R. P., man. Um, but space pitbull, misunderstood. Pitbull is a really good way. Yeah. Of, yeah, he's just a but really big, misunderstood. Actually, many of them are very, very, very sweet tempered. Who are who have a bad rep are misunderstood and are bred to fight but are actually big sweeties. Pitbull. Big pitbull that you can ride. And he, scr- he scratches his little neck. <laughs> you like that you like that bit, don't you? <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, there's the spot. <laughs> I tweeted at her. Um, I died. I tweeted that little gif of him and he goes, I, I put that feeling when you're, you're paying the dog in a video game. And it keeps prompting you to play the main mission. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm busy. Honestly. Like, I don't care about ruling Tatooine anymore. I care about befriending this Rancor and making him feel loved. He gives That's him a whole like dish. It. He's like, I don't really care about the food. I won't eat it. But the pet can have it. He's literally you. He is me. It's you and oh Dooku. Oh my god. It is. Yeah, Dooku does get... Like, I don't want my dinner. He can have this whole... You can have the rest of the meatloaf. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, already. I just really love that whole sequence. The the witches of Daphne riding 
wrinkles. That's a story we need to see. That turns me on. I'm not gonna lie, because the witches of Dathmere already turned me on, but now having these hot, scary bitches ride rancors, and I say hot, scary bitches with like the most love and respect, either because like Asajj Ventress and the Night Sisters are so attractive to me. I love. I'm. They're so hot. They're just so. But they'll cut. You, but they'll do some crazy sorcery nonsense and 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 cut you up in a second. And if that happens, that's how I meant to go. Like, okay. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm like an eyebrow from a simp. I'm like pre-transformation, uh, savage. <laughs> Full on simp, baby. I do yeah, what you baby. want. Don't hurt my brother. Um. Oh my god. The other thing I really liked was the uh, the holiday special nod. Yes, that he's ridden beast ten times his size. Why did you do that, Boba? Why did you do that, <laughs> silly boy? <laughs> Crazy little fucker. Um, pretty cool. I loved it. And then we have the yeah, just I like the idea that his day trader might be staying around for a little bit longer as well. I love it. I love it so much, and I'm so happy for him because that's totally something that. How cool! Just how cool is that? I don't think Danny Trejo could have ever imagined himself being in a Star Wars because he's just. And I know a lot of people are very much like I've seen a lot of people in other Star Wars projects being like, you can't cast, insert name like Woody Harrelson in a Star Wars because he's too recognizable, which I disagree with, and but literally people are just like, space Danny Trejo. And, like, immediately I have not seen anybody go, like, man, I'm disappointed that Danny Trejo is in Star Wars. Everybody was like, yes, Machete! <laughs> like... Also, he tweeted this this May the 4th. <laughs> I know! I love it. Like, come on now. It's so good. It just, we are blessed by Danny Trejo. We really are. And it doesn't, I'm so happy to it, hope it, I see him next week. It didn't quite feel like a Robert Rodriguez project until we got... Mm-hmm. Colorful, crazy chases, crazy gadgets. Yep. And obviously, Denny Trey. We've got our machine, you know? Yeah. We've arrived. Um, we're the generation <laughs> that grew up. All these people, like stupid boomers, being like, Robin Fair's a killer and he's badass. And I grew up in the 70s and 80s and it was tough and blah, blah, blah. He's going to be out. Clint Eastwood. And our generation says, Hey, fucker. <laughs> you're old you're dumb no one cares about your Boba Fett we have Daniel Logan Tamara Morrison and, but you, do you know what else we have do you know what else we grew up with grandpa spy kids bitch spy kids bitch yeah we did I hope we see some thump people yes some thump people <laughs> well, well also coming. the other thing about it too though is like I don't get the whole Boba Fett, not my Boba Fett. The dude got oopsied into the Sarlacc pit. It was, it literally could have had the Curb Your Enthusiasm music behind it. It was so goofy. He doesn't really do anything. Guess what happens? Guess who catches Han Solo? Not really Boba Fett. Like he follows him to Cloud City, but kind of catches Boba Fett, you know, or kind of catches Han Solo. You know, are we gonna not? Okay, whatever. He did it. Uh, oh, oh, don't. To be fair, he did his job. 
He found him. He found him. And he got there first. He got there first. He did that. You know, so he's, he's fast. I'm still waiting on the bad doing ass. his job. Bad yeah. at using a jetpack. Um, yeah. You know? To be fair, that Holm was blind as well. You can't predict that. <laughs> can't predict you that can't, either. You can't predict that. Um, you gotta check your perifs, you know? With the blind yeah. man stumbling around. Gotta check them perifs. And you know, it's a crazy monk running around, killing your boss. It's crazy stuff, you know. It's a crazy it's day. It's a rough day for him. Um, Ugh, Mondays, am I right? Yeah, but uh, the people that are like, oh yeah, but I grew up with the books. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's cool. I grew up with the comics as well, but I prefer this version of the book. It's just more interesting. Yeah. As opposed to, I'm cool. I shoot you in the head, and you're dead. And that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no story there. Whereas the, you know, I wanted my daddy back. Forever. More interesting. Um, interesting. Far more interesting. With the big chase scene with the mayor. The mayor's a attache chasing him. The from. slow chase scene. The, the door sequence made me fucking laugh. I love this. <laughs> it's fucking... like, oh, well, let me check. He locked the door. Classic. Classic Pinjadomo. We do get swear words in Star Wars. Just what, to be fair, we'd get like, but like, the dank and like, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've never really, I've never more wanted swear words in Star Wars than this episode. <laughs> like straight up, like, fuckers, close the door, catch <laughs> that prick, you know. Um, I people hate the chase sequence. I loved it. Um, I thought it was fun. Yeah, I like the kids. I like the fact that he's hired. You know. The, I don't like chase scenes, and it, but it was fine for me. People didn't like it because the colors of the speeders, which, again, people say this isn't Star Wars. First of all, George Lucas would disagree with and laugh in your face. It's absolutely Star Wars. It Star is Wars Star is very Wars. much inspired by that era that George Lucas grew up in and loved. Check out something called American Graffiti. Um, Cute little flick. You know, pod racing. Like that's the thing that made me laugh. It's like. Yeah, why would why would the uh, the planet's biggest center for colorful racing have colorful racers around? Right, you know the yeah. Boonta the Boonta Eve Classics right up the road. You know, it's like, like NASCAR, it's like having a big NASCAR arena and being like, why are there colorful cars nearby? <laughs> Weird. Like, like who would have brought one of those here? Also, yeah, you know, what's wrong with colors? It reminded me, yeah. I think it's a cultural mix up of two things. It was counterculture because, you know, like they've got the Joan Jet hair. So they've been inspired by different sort of countercultural references. The idea of the, the new wave of Tatooine uh, rebelling against the old wave of how things were done. And Boba Fett's like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll use that energy for my own need. Uh, like I said, like the Joan Jet look, you know, the punk style. Yeah. Um, but also, I, at least I think personally, uh, if you're not from the UK, you probably don't know about this, but there's a culture of mods who used to ride bikes, especially like Vespers and stuff. It reminded me very much of that, especially with the colours and uh, here's a picture of basically of the culture. Pretty much reminded me of this. Um, you know, the youth being a symbol of what's to come, that uh, chaotic, archaic, uh, not archaic, uh, sort of anarchic energy going forward. Love it. Love and, it. You know, you got to bottle that energy if you want to take over a place. Use it for your own good. Exactly. I really, I, I thought it was really fun. 
thought it was very a little bit cheesy, which is good actually. I really like that. The little scene with the um the two biffs. Yes. Like, the really posh biffs that look really pissed like pissed off. Yes. Like, I love it. And the pit droid that gets knocked out of the way and pops back up. Also, yeah, think it. about it. Fun. We have had now three episodes with the mayor's major domo in there. If that guy, if that guy is in a car chase, do you think it's going to be any different than what we got? It's not like he's sitting here like Vin Diesel over here about to do Fast 9 or Fast whatever number they're on now. It's about family. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, that's what it's about family. It's about Boba Fett's new kids hunting down the Majordomo who's a dork. Like, this isn't going to be... <laughs> like, One of my favorite It's goofy. I, it's fun. Like They hit so many fruit carts. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for the fruit vendors of Mos Espa because they took a major L today. They really did. So much fruit flying all over the place and their little stands are all broken. I was worried. I just kept thinking, like, don't keep hitting the fruit stands. They were mainly run over. <laughs> God damn it, Charlie. Yeah. God. That. Before anyone asks what I'm doing, I'm about to prove not proof, but I'm about to show you something. One of my favorite sequences in the episode. You can reenact they... it with your action figures? Yeah. When the speed of this, the... And then we just see... <laughs> it just Hello. lands right next to it. So the good. fuck is the mayor? <laughs> just so yeah. fun. Whimsy. Goofy. Good times. And I'm sure I, we'll I just... see the mayor get fucked up next week. Mm-hmm. And we... He's up to something. I like this, the, the, the Star Cruiser design they had. The, mm-hmm. One for the Pikes coming out. We know that the Pikes, the future and the present, is obviously catching up. There's something behind there. Yeah. Um, I do think also, in... who would have thought that the Criminal Underworld flew commercial? I didn't. You Look know, at it's that. cheaper. Cheap? Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's cheaper than... They're maybe. frugal. you got to give them respect. <laughs> I guess so. Um, really cool. I like the fact that we get the past and the future of blending. Uh, seeing like how that connects, I do expect that we'll see how Bit Fortuna did allow them to do whatever they want, and that's why we see like a connection to the sequence because we see a bit in the trailer of him stalking, um, you know the the palace. And I think that will tie into the fact that he goes off to go get the armor, then he comes back and then he kills. Bib, as we know, but I also interested, like I said, is there more people involved in this? Because I feel like Crimson Dawn is a good bet, mm-hmm. but that is all we have time for in terms of talking about this episode. So, you know, what we've got to do now, don't you? Yes, I do. Put it up. It's our favorite new feature. Well, first of all, we do obviously over thoughts and scores, but our thoughts and scores are very much different because we don't rate things out of 10 here. No, 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 no. That would be too ridiculous. We rate things out of 10. Absolutely. Claire, how would you rate this episode out of 10? I mean, we got 10 in his underwear, so it was pretty good. Also, dude looks great. He's... Oh, absolutely. He looks amazing. He looks so good. There's been a lot of like shirtless slash 
underwear only Tem in this series so far. And I gotta give the man credit where credit is due. He's 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 keeping it pretty tight, man. You're looking great. You are a beautiful man. You're a beautiful man inside and out. And um you look you just I gotta give you props for for looking great, looking really fabulous. Um so my rating out of Tem. <laughs> I'm probably gonna give it it's so hard. Probably a probably said. a six and a half out of ten. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, six and a half, maybe seven. I'll say I'll say six and a half. Um, I liked it. It's probably my least favorite episode of the season so far. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I had a lot of fun with it. It was a whole bunch of weird and goofy, amazing cameos. Um, and my single new piece of new star wars lore is that rancors are just sweet misunderstood babies looking for love and and i as a as a dog lover myself i um i connected with that really hard check the reaction video i lost my fucking mind um so yeah i really enjoyed it, it i thought it was a fun episode um still you know i know shit's gonna hit the fan soon so uh they're doing some really really great setup for uh, shit hitting the fan, and I cannot wait to see it hit and spray. Yeah. Well, the luck way to end that. Um, I would say, yeah, 7 out of 10. I think, uh, 7 out of 10, sorry, uh, for me. I think my biggest issue with the episode is how short it was and the way that the flashbacks... Um, I thought they've done really well with the flashbacks so far, but this episode felt a bit too rushed in terms of what's going on. Yeah. I hope that maybe next week that we get a little bit longer, like another longer episode to sort of process information. Um, especially because of the, how short the season is. I'm really hoping that we get a little bit more cohesive structure for the episode. But I enjoyed the majority of it. Again, a lot better people can explain um, the details about the Tuscan stuff better than I can. Um, again, I it didn't hit me as much, even though it still does, because I did expect that. And I guess kind of a depressing thing in itself, but um, I'm intrigued to see where this goes. I feel like there's an interesting story there. Um, it's a shame it could be a different way of doing it, but I, again, I don't control Lucasfilm, so not much yeah. I can do. Um, but I'm really intrigued to see where they go. Love Tem. Love we got a bit more Fennec this episode. Really cool to see. ADA is the best droid ever. Um, I love him. So good. I'm like, you know, I think those droids deserve being tortured. Um, and <laughs> fuck that gong droid. And um, not uh, the sweet innocent gong. Was he innocent, Claire? Yes, he's a gong. What could he have done? <laughs> Other than gong gong around, you you would be surprised what they're up to. Oh, jeez their feet um so yeah i thought that was reno really cool to see that episode i really liked it but it could have been a little bit better you know yeah not my favorite but not terrible yeah still have fun that's all things should be um well yeah it's time for our favorite part of the episode everyone fucking demands we do this every week they love it It's our favorite part of the episode. <laughs> Plugging in the Polynesian spa. 
Claire, where can people find you? Well, uh, people can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, right there, at Cstribs. Uh, you can catch me uh, on the Imperials on a Podcast TikTok. Come on. Uh, you can catch me on Broaxium every single Sunday night. I'm shooting the poodoo over at Broaxium. And uh, every new Dr. Afra issue, I'm covering for their Wednesday morning quick shots that give you a spoiler, well, mostly spoiler-free preview of the issue to come. So it's pretty great. We don't spoil any endings or major twists. We just give you a little little sizzle of what's to come, which is fun. And um, yeah, 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 yeah. And follow the Imperial Senate podcast on Twitch. There will be streams returning soon. So don't you worry your pretty little heads. We're going to play some games, and it's going to be fun, goddammit. We should bring Quiplash back soon. Yes, we. I I need. I miss playing Quiplash. It was so much fun when we did it. Pretty soon. Yeah, we should do it. We'll talk about that. We'll promote it mm -hmm. on our socials, which you can find below. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah. Speaking of which, you can also uh, support the show by buying our merchandise or becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Imperial Senate podcast. All links are available and found in the description below. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at C-M-W-A-S-H-B-Y and on Instagram at Charlie M.W. Ashby. You can support me on Patreon slash Ko-fi the links of which are available on my Twitter bio through my Linktree URL, as seen here. So yeah, if you want to follow and support me, you can do so by going there. You can see my other podcasts, and you can see how you can support me on all different platforms. Don't forget to follow our good friend Nikki, at, uh, aka the other co-host who isn't with us, sadly, uh, at Nikwishis on Twitter, and at Nicktifer on Instagram. Uh, that's all we've got we time for this you. week. Yes, we love you. We miss you. Um, and you can find all this stuff on these Twitter bios as well. Uh, but yeah, that's what we've got time for this week. Until next time, see ya. Bye.